Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hello and welcome back to another edition of Battle Red Radio. I'm your host, Colt Molesky, and I'm joined by my co-host, Corey DLG, and producer, Nico. We're getting ready for Cowboys versus Texans. We're going to have picks. We're going to dive into some stats, all of that good stuff. Before all of that, we've got some news to get to. Boys, Davis Mills back at the helm of this ship. And it doesn't matter at all, does it? <laughs> Uh, did you say ship? Was it was the word ship? Is he is he the well, starting yeah, quarterback I, I of imagine this that ship? He is, is that what you at said? The helm of this ship. Well, I don't know. What should we call this ship? The Titanic. Both start with a T. Titanic Texans. And uh, I think that he's going to captain this ship right down to the bottom. The Lusitania. The U boat five seven one. How many ships that sank? Do I know he's on mean? the helm of the uh, Fitzgerald. He's right there. He's in the bow. Are you are you saying ship with the P? Because that's not the word I would use for what he's in charge of right now. Um, it's all it's all applicable. It's all applicable. <laughs> I. <laughs> um. Did you? Cool. Did you see the I mean, quote? Uh, I was like, at this point, Davis Davis Mills isn't even bragging to women that no, he's a starting no quarterback in the NFL. Did you see like, the quote though in the associate? No I saw the excited. article in the Associated Press. Coach Lovey Smith, according to the AP, when he announced the move on Wednesday, said, we don't give out lifetime jobs, which is just the most defensive coordinator quote that you can get from a, a coach. I love it. <laughs> How NFL it's, can it's you a, NFL? It's a great like, quote. <laughs> nothing's forever. <laughs> but you know what's really funny about this is – Two weeks ago, okay, remember when we were talking about when Kyle Allen stepped in and we talked about how there was some internal, obviously some friction because Lovey Smith didn't want to name. So Wednesday, two weeks ago, the media had already gotten a hold of the story that Kyle Allen was going to be was going to be the starter, and Lovey Smith didn't want to start him. And Lovey Smith was like, uh, we don't announce the starters ever. We don't announce the starters on Wednesday. That gives an unfair advantage to the other team. I'm not going to help the other team through the media, blah, 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 blah. And for the next three practices, he had them splitting reps. Like he was doing everything in his power not to give the job to Kyle Allen. Well, fast forward to this week, Davis Mills is a starter. And at the Wednesday press conference, he's like, we don't give out lifetime jobs. Davis Mills is the guy. Like it's... <sighs> I guess it, it, there's probably more about Davis Mills that they like internally, you know, practice-wise and performance-wise. Kyle Allen was awful. Um, but Davis Mills hasn't been great. So, I, I, I don't know. Like, there's nothing to be excited about either way. Since like. that move, the line that I've been looking at at Caesar Sportsbook, 
has gone from minus 17 for Dallas to minus 17 and a half. So not a huge <laughs> Vegas does not deserve uh, these the, quarterbacks by much. Yeah, that actually got worse. Yeah. In the Discord uh, amongst the Texans writers, somebody posted that now the line was the line they see is 18. So clearly none of the sports books felt like Davis Mills helps the Texans situation. They remain unconcerned. Yeah. Well, and they certainly didn't move the line in the positive direction, right? Like, not for the Texans. It didn't go to 16 and a half or 16. It went the other way. So. Well, the other thing is, is that he's coming back against just a defensive front with some real teeth. We'll get to that in a second. But the other thing that he's coming back to is a very injured receiving core in the uh, the injury report today. You had both Nico Collins and Brandon Cooks out. Yeah. So yeah. if that holds up come game day, he's going to be down a few receivers as well. Uh, I, I don't – my personal suspicion is we're not going to see Brandon Cooks the rest of the season. I don't know how long you can fake a calf injury before anyone gets suspicious, but however long it is, that's a – I think you're on a pretty <laughs> – I think you're on a pretty safe limb that you're going on yeah. in there. Uh, I, I think however long it is that you can fake it, he, he will fake it and um, won't come back to the team. Uh, just to be clear, I don't have any knowledge that he's faking it. I don't have an insider on that one. No one's winking and nodding at me when I say, how hurt is he really? Uh, I just don't buy for a second that the guy who hasn't stopped complaining that he's still a Texan now conveniently has an injury also. Um. Well, and let's be honest, though, too, is that to, to be fair to Cooks, like, what's the old mantra is that everybody in December, everybody who plays football is yeah, hurt, Yeah, for right? sure, for sure. But I, I, Cole, Cooks is not in a position where he's going to play through any injuries at this point for this team. Yeah, no, absolutely so, not. If he could take the MRI and it shows a strain – and the trainer's like, yeah, that you know, if you run through it, it's gonna get worse. He's not, he's not risking anything for us. Like, he's like, all right, well, let's nope. let that heal up then. We'll just, we'll get some massages, legitimate style, and uh, we'll just rest. Um, the other person who is on the uh, did not participate list is Derek Stingley Jr. with a hamstring and illness. At what point? Because obviously you want him, he's a rookie, you want him to get as many reps as possible. But if we're getting a couple more weeks in and his hamstring is still bugging him, at what point do you tell him to pack it in just so that you don't damage any progress for next season? Well, I don't know about pack it in, but I don't have a problem with him. Even if he sits the next three or four weeks and plays maybe the last two games or something, I don't have a, I don't have a problem waiting until the hamstring is healthy. If that means it's the rest of the season, that's fine. A, I don't want him to have. He's just not a player you want to rush. Exactly, back. he's going to be so exactly. important to next year. But also, I don't. I mean, a corner can still learn a lot about defending, watching. Um, there's still a lot. There's still a lot to teach him. You know, he doesn't understand. His skill set is man coverage, and we run a lot of zones. So he is still out there learning on the fly. So he can still do all the learning on the sideline. Hear the calls, watch it on the. You know how like quarterbacks talk about. A lot of times from the sideline, they can hear all the information and see everything a little bit differently, and it changes their perspective on how they throw plays and call plays. Same thing for a corner. I mean, they're going to see what the offense is looking for, the mismatches and all of that, and maybe be able to start disguising that better, 
and covering those things tighter. So I do think that there's plenty for him to learn during this rookie campaign still. So I don't have a problem with him sitting down and, and, and just sitting back and going, you know, let me get this hamstring 100%. Because here's the other thing. There's tons of guys, and they do this. Every year there's a running back where they do this, and it always winds up screwing me over in fantasy. Where Leonard Fournette, where he, all of his trouble happened in Jacksonville was this. He, he pulled his hammy like week two. And then they spent the next six weeks constantly trying to see if he could go or not. And so instead of just letting him sit and heal, every two weeks he'd be like, yeah, I feel a little bit better. And then he would go out there and by half, halfway through the game tweak it again, have to come back out, miss another week or two, go back out and do it again. Instead of just saying, hey, take the month, get it right, and then come back, they kept trying to force the issue and the Jaguars just absolutely mismanaged that situation. And then he got mad at the training staff because he was never getting healthy. And then the coaches and him were arguing about how he should be training. And then they went after his money. And then next the next year he was gone. He was out of Jacksonville. Uh, this year with Jonathan Taylor, it was a hamstring that was questionable for him uh, in the beginning of the year. And they kept late scratching him from games. And then he would play a game and he would have like 10 carries for 15 yards. And you'd be like, what is going on with Jonathan Taylor? And then they would scratch him the next game and it would say hamstring. And you're like, come on, like, just let these guys get healthy instead of trying to rush them back. Yeah, and the Texans with the position they're in, obviously they're not trying to make some sort of push to the playoff or anything. Uh, so don't – that's what I'm saying is don't rush him back. He's I'm sure he's still in, in film sessions and in coaching sessions and all that. Just don't, don't, don't rush him back. Don't rush him onto the field at uh, 70% or something like that. Although, I guess I don't know what the playoff bubble is at. I know we are officially eliminated. Thank you, ESPN and Fox. Um, I guess I don't know what the bubble is at. Because coming into this Thursday night game between the Raiders and the and the Rams, the Raiders coming into the game were 5-7 and seven, and were still alive for the playoffs. But they needed to basically win out. You don't you don't have to worry about the the playoff bubble for the Texans. Don't, don't worry about no, it. No, 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 no. <laughs> Fox and ESPN, yeah, they made that very clear to us last week. By the way, after we went off the air of the other uh, from the the earlier episode last this week, uh, another team was also eliminated from the playoffs the same week, and nobody they didn't announce that. They uh they really wanted to burn. I'm telling you, it's an Oklahoma Sooner grad who was in charge of the Bush notifications that night that day. Well, uh, listen, that just shows how dumb he is. Is there were two teams eliminated, and he only named one. The reason he only named one is he can only do one thing at a time because he's from Oklahoma. <laughs> let's uh, let's move. Got a single cell processor. Let's not, let's not get Corey mad a- again. Let's not get him excited here. Let's move <laughs> to the the Cowboys. I was going through some numbers, and whoever is starting at quarterback for the Texans was going to be in for a really really tough day against this defensive front that leads the NFL in sacks 48 sacks for the Dallas Cowboys they're third in quarterback hits with 90 quarterback hits Uh, they're a nasty nasty defensive front unit and they're going to have their ears pinned back and coming after the quarterback uh, basically the entire the entire game it's going to be it's going to be rough yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be one of the like I don't, I'm about to get myself in trouble. I was gonna compare it to some really bad historical things. Let's not do that. It's gonna be it's gonna be some of the worst 
football that you can possibly watch if you're a fan of a team. Uh, it's just going to be. So I did a I did a, uh, I did a, t- a Cowboys podcast this week, and we were we were talking about they basically you know were asking if you know we're going to get into our picks for the spread and all that here in a minute, but they were asking me personally if I have if I thought there was any chance that we would cover. They weren't like we don't we're not going to ask you to just try and convince us Texas can win. Is there a chance they can cover? And I said no, and part of my reason why is just because of the way this defense is built. They're going to be chasing stats. Like, they know this is a game where all of these guys can just put a bunch of stats on their scoreboard. Micah Parsons, I don't think it, but a couple people have have said his name as like a dark horse candidate for MVP. This is the kind of game where he, if he goes out there and he just does some terrible, terrible stuff to us, then then that that talk probably gets louder. Um even their guys who aren't supposed to be performing and playing are playing and doing well. Uh, Tony Bland, the third the third round pick this year, who's a corner, and he's starting on either side because they have injuries to both of their corners. Uh, he had two interceptions last week. Matt Ryan basically retired midway through that game. Like we are in very real trouble in this game. Well, and that's I mean, they just do everything so well when. You talk about getting to the quarterback. You, they have middle of the road stats as far as like passing overall passing yards allowed, uh, rushing yards allowed. I mean, uh, they're closer to the top than than uh, the bottom, but it's that getting after the, their first impression rate as well, along with everything else I mentioned, uh, and all of that stuff has helped them get. I mean, uh, Pro Football uh reference has them ranked in team total team defense as number three in the nfl and so it really starts for them with that pass rush i'm curious Corey, where would you put the over under for sacks for parsons in this game so for a little while there was a there was a brief moment in time where demarcus lawrence would circle the philadelphia games for the cowboys because he was getting like three or four sacks every time they played the eagles right um, so, you know, he'd have like 12 sacks on the year, but six or eight of them were against one team. I really, really think if Micah Parsons isn't planning five or six different sack celebrations, then he isn't planning any. Like I, 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 it wouldn't surprise me. Wow. So you'd put it at like four and a half. I, it wouldn't surprise me if every quarter there wasn't a Micah Parsons event of some kind in the backfield. Yeah. <laughs> a train wreck. Well, that's the other thing too is that he's out in coverage a decent amount. Correct, as and we're well. gonna do everything we and can so to keep him. Think about how away you from the backfield. Pass yeah. rush as maybe like screens or like quick throws to tight ends, stuff like that. But Michael Parsons is gonna be in on those type of plays too. Yes, he is, and that's the problem. Like we're gonna do everything we can to keep him away from the quarterback. We're gonna we're gonna chip him. We're gonna do a lot of a lot. We already probably. I don't know if this is an analytic. It should be, but we probably already run the most bubble screen, tight end screen, quarterback, uh, running back screens of anybody in the league, and we're probably going to do our our one of our highest numbers in this game because this defense just gets after guys, and it's not like we're going to block anybody. So the only other option is throw it to the outside a lot. On the offensive side of the ball. No, no, let's not. Let's just not do it. <laughs> On the offensive side of the ball for uh, Dallas, they're the third highest scoring team in the NFL. 
and when they when they get hot, we've seen what they've been able to do. Put with that the fact that they do have not only a front that might be able to cause some turnovers, but you have uh, guys in the secondary like Trayvon Diggs who really are kind of that boomer bust, uh, that home run or strikeout kind of corner where they're going to play the ball really to a fault to try and get those turnovers. And sometimes that burns them if you're playing a team like Buffalo. Other times that can really get away from a team like the Texans. And so I think this offense, you saw them in the fourth quarter of that game against the Colts where they were able to score off of all those turnovers. I think you're going to see a lot of that this game as well. You're going to see some short fields, which is just going to help them get going quickly, which I think will lead to another 40-point performance from the Cowboys. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at marines.com. Yeah, if you notice in that Colts game, they they tr- they were trying not to score late in that fourth quarter. They were trying to kill time, and they were running for 20 yards a go. Like, they couldn't help themselves. Uh, it was only by taking out the starters did they actually stop scoring. Um, by the way, that very last Ezekiel Elliott touchdown cost me a fantasy game, and I think knocked me out of the fantasy playoffs for good. Um, one of the few seasons I'm going to miss the playoffs. And it's all on a garbage time Zeke Elliott touchdown. Uh, and, but, like, watching the game, they couldn't they – were, they, were, they were actively trying not to score but stay in bounds, and the Colts were giving up such little resistance that, like, they accidentally scored another t- – like, they didn't even mean to. Well, and I'm glad you brought up Zeke, too, because this offense is also getting – it's probably the healthiest it's been all season with Zeke back, Gallup back. And those aren't even like the top tier guys. The guys you have to really be worried about are CD lamb and Tony Pollard. Right. Right. And it's it on top of all of that, Dak Prescott is not th- turning the ball over as much. He's is making good decisions. This is probably one of his top years as a pro. Well, when Pollard is taking wheel routes 60 yards to the house, that definitely that definitely yeah. helps. <laughs> well, it, it, it does, but, but more importantly, they because everyone is so scared of C.D. Lamb, because everyone is so worried about Tony Pollard, Michael Gallup is, 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 is having a field day out there as the second receiver because he's catching so many one-on-ones and he's beating so many of those matchups because they don't they, – they, there's so many options and weapons and places to go with the ball. The defenses are just having a hard time 
they're picking who they're letting them kill them, but they're having a hard time not getting killed by these guys. And there's just not a linebacker on this roster that can track Tony Pollard. It seems that way. It certainly seems that way right now. And and I don't like I don't like our chances with it. I I wish this game was already over. Um, it's gonna be a boat race. Only if a boat race is a murder in public. <laughs> I mean, because that's what it is. There's nothing. There's nothing uh, fun about this game. I don't even know if you're enjoying it if you're a Cowboys fan. You know the wild part too is, I, uh, there, the whole season. There's been a couple of games where it hasn't been the case, but most of the season, the Texans have hung their hat on giving up yards, but holding, hanging tough in the the red zone. And the Dallas Cowboys are third in the NFL in red zone percentage at 73% per yeah. pro football reference. Yeah. And they have in in they they get down to the red zone and they're not even trying like fades and stuff to CeeDee Lamb. Not that he probably couldn't catch that, but they're it's all through their their running backs. They have the second most touchdowns rushing in the NFL at 19 despite the fact that their running game is actually fairly it, it's not as it's not tracking with the touchdowns. They run the ball well that seventh in the league in rushing yards, but second with rushing touchdowns. So once they get into the red zone, they're just going to run it right down your throat and it's working because they're converting on the red zone percentages. You know what it, you know what it reminds me of a little bit and, and not all the way in, and I'd hate saying nice things about the Cowboys, but it reminds me a little bit of that USC team when they had Lindell white and Reggie Bush mm. and, and Reggie Bush was the guy getting like the, the flashy plays and the big stats and all that. But Lindell White still had like twice as many rushing touchdowns, and it was because like yeah, the other guy can can go ninety yards, but if you only need three, there's no one better in the league to hand it to. And right now, that's kind of how this running back tandem kind of feels. Is like yeah, Pollard's the big play guy, and Zeke is the guy who's going to get you four yards every play, no matter what. Yeah, absolutely, and it's it's definitely working for them. So. <laughs> This yeah, is, yeah, they have no issues there. And this is going to get away from from the Texans quickly. I feel. Uh, what makes you say that? I mean, you don't you don't think we're gonna go in there and battle it out and, and show some grit? And I don't anticipate tough. them being able to to muck it up and get the Cowboys to play to their level. Uh, if there's if there's one thing the Cowboys can do, it's play down. Uh, however, last week against the Colts, they resisted the urge to. Which means, in a big way. <laughs> in a big way. Which, if they do that again, where they just flat out refuse to, to get their foot off of our throats, then yeah, this is going to be a, a rough game really quick. Well, let's get into some picks. Uh, but we have a segment that I want to introduce this week uh, and see if it sticks before we get to picks. Okay. Before we do any of that, though, Corey, let's hear from some sponsors. All right, let's do this. Uh, it's never a good idea to drink and drive, but what if you had a few beers at the game? You know you're not drunk, but you get pulled over and arrested anyway. You need a law firm that knows how to try DWIs, someone who won't just plead you out quickly. You need a lawyer who has hundreds of hours of hands-on instruction and a lab learning the sciences used in DWI cases. 
a lawyer ACS qualified to be designated a lawyer scientist because these cases aren't like any other kinds of cases. Your positive outcomes may very well depend on who better understands and presents the science at trial. Attorney Brian Asin is a designated lawyer scientist, and the lawyers at Asin Law Firm have successfully tried and won many of these cases. Call Asin Law Firm at 832-209-2297. That's Asin Law Firm at 832-209-2297, or visit dwilawyerhouston.com. Uh, it's time to trade in your masks for face masks, load up the hoppers, and go to war with your friends. Too hot? Too rainy? Too cold? Splat Zone has you covered. Literally. It's Splat Zone Indoor Paintball. Round up the family and get to 11260 Hempstead to check out Splat Zone Indoor Paintball today. 11260 Homestead, Hempstead. Ugh. 11260 Hempstead, Splat Zone Indoor Paintball. Splat Zone is a great, low-impact, family-friendly experience, and if you use their website to make reservations, you can get 5% off by using the code BATTLEREDSPLAT. Uh, also, we need to tell you guys about the Adventure Begins Stadium. 525 Woodland Square Boulevard, Suite 130 in Conroe, Texas, 77384 in the Marcel Town Center. The Adventure Begins Comics, Games, and More is located right there. And on the second floor is a great sports memorabilia shop, their addition to sports. The Adventure Begins Stadium. Nico and I last weekend just did a charity event there where over $8,000 wound up being donated to charity on behalf of The Adventure Begins. These guys are part of the community. They're thrilled to be there and help out, and they care. They're great people. Make sure to go and contribute. If you're in Houston, if you're in North Houston, come on out to 1488 The Adventure Begins Comics Games and more. Go to The Adventure Begins Stadium and get some great, either some playing cards, some signed, or some sports cards, some signed memorabilia, all kinds of great things right there at The Adventure Begins Stadium. So before we get to our picks... I wanted to introduce a new segment to try and kind of lean into the unfortunate uh, the unfortunate play of the Texans and the unfortunate way these games go down with a segment called The Play That Sinks Them. And this is basically us trying to predict a play or player that will just destroy the Texans and when that comes in the game. For example, last week... I would say if we were doing this segment, I think it was probably the punt returned for a touchdown by Peoples-Jones after the Texans get some turnovers. They're leading somehow 5-0 in that game, and then all of that is wiped off the board by one single play, and you realize, oh yeah, that's right. There's no shot of this because it's just so easy to pull in front of the Texans team that can't score. And so that would have been my the play that sinks them. Again, it can be a play or a player, but who or what sinks this team, and when does that happen in the game? So um, I emailed Brandon Cooks this question because I think it's a great question. Uh, and his reply was the kickoff. So <laughs> it's not it's not like I didn't really email him. That was a joke. Um, to be fair to him, that's pretty on brand. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, do I have to come out of the locker room? Okay, then that's when we lost. Um, <laughs> the schedule beat us. Yeah. When they when they said we had to come to this game. Like, I don't know. Um, I'm going to say the thing that's going to beat us is going to be the first third down sack in this game. It's probably going to be early. Probably our first drive. Um... But when it's third and eight and we go back to throw it, uh, Davis Mills is going to meet one to three Dallas Cowboys in a very short amount of time. And then he's going to keep meeting them over and over and over again all game long. Uh, and I don't 
think we're ever going to really get out of our own way after that. That's good. I like that. That's a, that's a very good pick. I'm going with the first long catch and run from Pollard, which I think will probably go for a touchdown. But even if it doesn't, the first time where it's a little bubble screen uh, that Pollard takes for 50 yards or it's a, a wheel route, but the first really the just the first electric explosive play from Pollard I think that's what breaks them I think it'll probably come early second quarter I think there'll be a few drives where the Dallas Cowboys move the ball no problem but they're they're longer drives and then to start the second quarter bam you have like a 50 yard touchdown to Pollard or a 45 yard catch and run to Pollard that uh that goes for a touchdown that just, Oh, now here's where we're going to break things open. Uh, it's going to come on. It'll be a draw. It won't even be a pass play. They don't need to throw to him to get him going. Like. <laughs> just right up the gut. <laughs> yeah. The, it'll be, it'll be one of those ones where Dak Prescott takes three steps back, holding the ball. Like he's going to throw it. And then he just hands it to Pollard and Pollard's going to run past all four down linemen. And there won't be anybody around him. Cause everyone will have jumped back in coverage and he'll just run 35 yards right up the middle of the field. One of those that happens so fast, it almost looks like the game glitched. Yeah, yeah. That's what, it, that's what it's going to be. It's Those draw plays, I got to tell you, when draw plays work, it, like the entire defense lines up in the huddle after that, like looking at each other like, how did, how did that happen? Dak takes the snap and Pollard's in the end zone. What? What? Right, uh, yeah. What's what, uh, what's going that, on here? <laughs> did we miss four seconds? What just happened? It'll, it'll be that's what it'll be a draw, but it'll be the same. Yeah, it'll be early second quarter somewhere where they just oh second and six and oh Pollard oh there you go oh okay oh and they do tackle him forty eight yards down the field okay here we go Nico what do you got uh I'm I'm saying. After first quarter, Davis Mills is the uh, is is traumatized and can't continue. <laughs> oh, I was like, why would you ever start me again? <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's like, you brought me back for this. You just threw me to hell. <laughs> like, I do wonder why they're bringing him back for, in particular, this matchup. There's kind of a level of me that's like, they're not like this. Isn't the favor you would think? Like, if you're if you're a quarterback and you want to start, they're like, okay, fine. Next week you can start. You're like, yeah. Then you look at the schedule and you're like, why are you like, are you mad at me? Why are you doing this? Can you imagine, can you imagine going to work and having somebody the size and the athlete that Parsons is at work? You go, oh, uh, who, who's the new guy? And the, your boss is, oh, he doesn't actually work for us. He's just here. He wants to do you physical harm for the next <laughs> three hours. I. Uh, and that's that's the work day. Just try not to let him do physical harm, but he wants to carry out violence against you. Uh, and so, yeah, that's that's your work day. Like sometimes when you like think about this stuff in the confines of football, it kind of makes. But like, just think about that. Like that's the most insane thing to have that human being just want to hurt you for three and a half hours. Must be terrifying. <laughs> and then, and then afterwards, he's gonna dap you up and go, "You had a great game, man." Yeah, um, game. It's like, um, if you could pull your helmet out of my sternum, please. <laughs> yeah. I've always said that, like, this and professional fighting are those two careers that make no sense to me, right? Because, like, 
you come home from a day of practice at professional fighting and it's like, what'd you do all day? And it's like, oh yeah, a guy named Todd punched me in the face for the last six hours. It was interesting. It was cool. I learned a lot. Like, I don't, I don't want to do that. No, <laughs> no, don't punch me. It's a, it's a tough gig. I'm sorry, Nico. I interrupted you. What what was your moment? No, that's it. That's just it's is the, the any of the Dallas defense traumatizing our poor boy. They threw him to the wolves on this one, honestly. <laughs> he selects the entire Dallas roster. <laughs> I can honestly see like at the end of the first quarter, like or at the half, Davis Mills kinda of going to the coaching staff and be like, Is is Kyle ready to go again? What do you guys think? Do you think we should put him in? Like <laughs> I, You know, I was really digging that split rep thing. <laughs> yeah. I think he, he could get these guys. I think this is his matchup. He likes him. Look at him. He's he's chopping at the bit. He's ready. Meanwhile, Kyle, Kyle Allen spends all day Sunday just trying not to make eye contact with anybody from the Texans organization. Kyle Allen Please just gave his me. helmet to a kid in the stands. Here, you take that. Yeah. I don't need that. You should take that one. Yeah. Please, he hands it to every trainer who walks by, like, hoping they'll keep it. Just just take it, man. Just take it. I all honestly, right. man, I, I don't I don't see a way we win this game. No, 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 no. I, unless, like, a, it would have to be a series of horrible injuries to multiple Dallas Cowboys. Honestly, like, if Dak Prescott goes down, they win this game with Cooper Rush. Well, and that's the thing, right? Like, how many, how many people would have to be hurt on the Dallas Cowboys before it was a fair game? Oh, that's an interesting question. I would say... Like seven, eight. I, I was going to say like ten. And it could be seven or eight if they don't replace all of them. It'd have to be Dak, Pollard, Gallup, CeeDee Lamb, Parsons, Trayvon Diggs. Uh, who's the... Ezekiel Elliott. Who's the guy, the safety that they got from the Colts? Hooker? Yeah, yeah. Right? Hooker would have to be out. Uh, Elliot, Lewis, it have to be a lot of guys. Yeah, a lot of guys, and even then. So if the entire team explodes, <laughs> can they catch COVID between now and then? What are the rules? Are we still doing COVID outs? <laughs> Just decimate the roster. It that uh, that's honestly what it have to be, which is a, an interesting <laughs> an interesting mind uh, experiment to play. I. I got to say, I know the line has moved around a little bit, but this is going to be a boring picks because I don't see any of us doing anything but minus 17 or whatever number you're looking at for the Cowboys and over 44 and a half. Oh, I I don't know. Um, Yeah, there's no way. Yeah, there's no way you don't take the over. Like the Cowboys are going to themselves score 40 or 44. The Cowboys could reach this over on their own. I can totally see them scoring 45. Yeah, yeah. I can also see them hitting 40 and having, like, a couple of field goals from the Texans late. Yeah, I think I think they – so, okay, if they have 35, that's basically – that's, like, nine points a quarter. So, that's, like, a touchdown a quarter and then one quarter somewhere where they, they double up, right? So, that's 35. And then – the Texans put in like three field goals, maybe. I mean, 
Yeah, yeah. I don't. I don't think it's that hard at all. There's going to be a couple of drives late in this game when the lead is like 25 points or more, where there's going to be two drives. I would say where the Texans get field goals, and I think I think Cow Cowboys get 40 for sure. So I, I'm taking the over. I got the minus 17 and a half is what I'm seeing for the Cowboys. So I'm rolling with that. Those are the picks. It's not crazy. Yeah. Nico, do you want the 17 and a half points? Do you think you can cover any of that? Yeah, absolutely. I'm going all in. <laughs> gonna, are you going to bet? You take the Texans? Yeah. He says absolutely. Okay, all right. <laughs> no no Listen, pause. Three touch. More than two touchdowns is an NFL. It's a hard thing to do in the NFL. However, the Cowboys have already done it twice this season, so. That's not going to change my answer. <laughs> No, I know, I know. Nico's there. He's happy. Oh my gosh, this man's spirit will not be broken. Unlike the Texans, this man bows to no one. Now, Nico, what are you what are you doing? Wait, Nico, what are you doing about the? Uh... That's right, Nico. What are you doing about the over though? Are you going to take it or are you going to take the under? What are you doing? Uh, what's 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 the number? Forty four and a half. Uh, I'm taking the over. Okay. All right. Texans covering, taking the over. That means you're looking at a pretty good. You're looking at an exciting game. I mean, forty to. That's what I'm hoping for. Twenty-four, and you covered. That's a fun one. You're asking for a lot of garbage time. <laughs> I wouldn't have put it above anyone. Uh, maybe the Texans score first. Listen, if the Texans score first, that's one touchdown off the board. Then they only need two more in a field goal. You know what the crazy thing is, too, is that Micah Parsons has had, like, knee injuries in games and then come back. He comes back in. Who who tries to pull him off the field in a blowout? So, when the Cowboys were the Hard Knocks training camp team last year, uh, the defensive coordinator, Micah Parsons, was coming in as a rookie. And he's our first-round draft pick. And so they were trying to limit his touches in in, uh, in preseason. In the first preseason game, he had also signed up to be on, like, the special teams and stuff like that. So when the coach told him he was done for defensive snaps, at the next field goal, I think field goal block, he ran out there and got in the lineup, the field goal block. And when he came off the field, the coordinator was like, bro, I told you you were done. And he's like, yeah, but I'm field goal block too. And they called for the block. And he was like, no, when I say you're done, you're done. Like, <laughs> so then the next week, the next is a machine. He's a, he's a Terminator. He is a Terminator. The next week, the coach took his helmet away when they told him he was done so that he wouldn't <sighs> sneak back on the field. I'm shocked that stopped him, honestly. <laughs> Rolls out with the paper mache hat like he's going to stop anyone. Yeah, he just rolls out with a baseball cap, and he's just like, it's cool. It's cool, ref. Don't worry about it. Oh, boy. Well, there you go. Dream Texans fans about Parsons because he is going to be he is going to be in control of this game. Oh, my gosh. It's going to be tough. Well, that's all we got, folks. Thanks for tuning in. And listening to another episode with all of us. And remember, subscribe wherever you're finding this podcast because we'll be right back after 
all of the Sunday night games to give you a recap on Texans versus Cowboys. He's producer Nico. He's my co-host Corey DLG, and I'm your host Colt Molesky. Thanks for listening to another installment of Battle Red Radio.